This week in wishful booking, all of it, all the booking, a lot of wishes. Right? I think that about says it for this week. Is that is it cool if I take us home? Go for it. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Go ahead. When you're telling these little stories, have a point. I'm sorry. I skipped a step. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined, as always, by Jimmy Moorcraft. Jimmy, that being said, is it cool if I take us home? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm no, tired. I kid. I kid. Yeah, well, I can't blame you. It's There's a lot of traffic in the fast lane because like, nothing's happening. Very slow yeah. moving. Yeah, must be an accident up ahead. We're on the road to Fastlania. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, that's what it's called, or it should be. Yeah, so we didn't have a show last week. We did. We recorded one, and I totally dropped the ball. So we've got all that to catch up on. Elimination Chamber, NXT call-ups, obviously huge. Uh, random news stories throughout the week, and then another huge week of totally batshit TV, in my opinion. Um, no, I, I think um, we may differ on our opinions of what we liked or not, but it was definitely batshit. Yeah, yeah. on this <laughs> we can agree for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess Elimination Chamber, do we... Um, well, I think in terms of what's relevant this week from Elimination Chamber, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I forgot. Um, yeah. Well, I think really, so we, we crown new uh, women's tag team champions. That's obviously worth a historic thing that we haven't covered. Yeah. Um, we don't really need to talk about, you know, it was, we said last week in our undisclosed podcast that it was a good match overall. Bailey and Sasha um, were the team that we thought would win and they're there. And we also had an indication last week that Nia and Tamina would be the first challengers, and that was confirmed this week. So that's the match at Fastlane. Yeah. You know, Bailey beat Nia Jax in a match. I was surprised that Bailey won clean, and um, I think they'll definitely retain the titles at Fastlane. Well, she had um, a little help from Sasha, I think, right? Yeah, I just was still surprised that they just wouldn't do Bailey. Yeah. Tamina in a case like this with yeah. Tamina again in the fall. That's if all. You, yeah, if you're hell bent on having Bailey win. Um, um, well, I was sorry. I was going to say something real quick. Uh, no, please go. Oh, I just wanted to correct you. I think you said they were the first ever WWE women's tag team champions, but according to Bailey last week, they were the first ever WWE tag team champions. Right. And technically we know that in really reality that they were, were not the first women's tag team champions. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Just, it's a whole mess of blurred lines lately. Yeah. In terms of other things, I think, um, another story we could topic the women's championship. I think we can not get it out of the way as if it's something right. to get out of the way, but to tackle it. Um, oh, let's bring it on. Uh, yeah. So at Fastlane, we had um, uh, Ronda Rousey defeat Ruby Riot in a squash match, which was confusing because the night afterwards, there was a more competitive match. That was yeah. weird, but nonetheless, Ronda's still champion, obviously. Of course. Um, we had Charlotte come out, well, stare down Ronda. Update coming well, on that situation, actually. But yeah, for now. <laughs> wh- well, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. God, kind of. About that happened. Kind of. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing our you best. Know, Charlotte uh, does a face-to-face with Ronda Rousey. We have Becky Lynch coming in through the crowd, hobbling on crutches, which we've surmised last week that could have been she was kind of exaggerating because eventually she beat the shit out of both Charlotte and Ronda Rousey with said crutches. Yeah, she must have been. Um, the next week after that, there wasn't any Becky at all, so there's nothing to cover on that end. Agreed. Um, the only follow-up on that story was, like I said, Ronda Rousey beating Ruby Riot again. Charlotte doing an interview segment on SmackDown where her her arm was brutalized. That was so crazy how oh, yeah. hard Becky hit them. Well, um, yeah, but it, it was crazy, but in both yeah. cases, for sure. And then that brings us to this week where we have 
Crazy. Ronda Rousey and Natalia uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. going against the Riot Squad, in which Becky Lynch comes into the crowd again. Uh, it was almost a very similar scene. Um, yeah. It makes me wonder where she was last week if they did the same thing really this week. Yeah, I guess she, she wasn't there at all last week, and then now she kind of went back to doing what she did she two needed, weeks ago. She needed to take a week to really reflect on the threat of being arrested. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because the last time she pretended like she was arrested, and now she legitimately was arrested. <laughs> yeah, she was so, rehearsing. Yes. I can only imagine. Um, so uh, Becky Lynch decks Natalia, gets in the ring, um, and then Rhonda um, takes the crutch out of Becky's hand, but then kind of gives it back to her, and they have a, a pretty decent pull-apart brawl. Um, what I thought was superfluous, uh, superfluous was the after-the-fact when Ronda Rousey came back out to the ring. And now I say superfluous because I think they could have saved this for next week. Um, it was a monumental part of the story, and I yeah. think I overall I like I like it, but I think I know why you probably will not. Of course. And I think I, yeah. I agree yeah. with of that to a degree. Counts. Yeah. Um, so Ronda Rousey essentially, and I guess that's the story: is you know, did she or did she not relinquish the Raw Women's Championship, and essentially threatened Stephanie McMahon, saying that if Becky Lynch is not reinstated, she will not no lo- she will no longer be the Women's Champion, which led the crowd to start chanting Triple Threat, which. You know, I don't even know if the crowd really wanted to chant that, but it worked. Yeah, well, um, yeah, for the story at least. It's it's what they're what they've been driving at, and I guess the crowd is just at least at terms with that reality at this point. Yeah, because psychologically, we we know that Becky Lynch is being taken out, so we know that the singles match is out of question. So if the right. only way to get Becky in the match is a triple threat, the smart fans know what's going on, but I guess the larger audience just wants to see Becky in the match, regardless. Which is what we've yeah. been leading to, a triple threat match, obviously. That's no surprise. And so, in classic, you know, something they would do in, like, Roman Reigns fashion, you're you're using the more overstar currently to try and prop up the one that you would prefer to be more over. You know, like, this, uh, it's not, Becky being in the match, which all of us want, and she's honestly, like, deserving of it in storyline, why does Ronda have to earn that? It doesn't even fucking make sense that Ronda would, you know. And even if Ronda is going to earn it, why wouldn't it be a one-on-one match? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if Ronda's going to earn it, I don't know. I, I just, I, it just, it seems like it's so obvious what they're trying to do to me. And tell a coherent, entertaining story is not at all on that agenda. No, and they're trying to make Ronda the, the savior, essentially, that because yeah. of Ronda and, and her noble act that she's going to get Becky reinstated. Yeah, um, she's going to... Part of me does... I'm sorry, go on. No, yeah, she's going to... Just real quick, she's going to try and, uh, you know, call Vince on the moral aspect, the integrity of the title. You know, I, I can't uh, fight for this title if it's not worth anything, if you guys are handpicking, da 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 And Vince McMahon heard that message that she drove home loud and clear, and he said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do the same thing again on Tuesday with Kofi. So, Calder Bluff, in my opinion. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, so, in terms of the, the the character they're presenting for Ronda, I do think it's within the character motivation that they're showing us. I'm not saying that they should be doing it, but they're showing us for her to, and I've been saying this for months now, that Ronda Rousey should be wanting Becky Lynch in her character, that she should also be wanting charlotte after that beat down and that was kind of my justification for a triple threat but i don't think that they needed to do it this heavy-handedly where now it seems that ronda is the direct reason why becky will get reinstated yeah no we don't know that yet so i'm not a lot of things this week and with w right now i'm being way too not even optimistic but i'm being um what's the word diplomatic and that i want to wait to see how things pan out it does not mean that i expect them to pan out the way that 
they should. Yeah. But I do think some of the things are early. So, for example, we don't know if Ronda directly will be responsible because for all we know, Stephanie and Triple H or Vince will come up on their own with making Charlotte versus Becky at Fastlane a match and the winner faces Ronda. That wouldn't necessarily be Ronda directly pushing their hand. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm willing to see how it, yeah. what they do next week. They're probably going to do what we think they're going to do. I'm right. not saying they're not. That's but. been that the rumored match for Fastlane all along to, as a way to build to, I mean, we all know it's obviously going to be a triple threat, as a way to build to the triple threat. With what happened on Raw, I would think, you know, they're going to go a different direction. But now that you mention it, that would kind of, like, Ronda's basically saying, I don't want to be challenged by someone who hasn't earned the spot. So if Charlotte versus Becky for the spot, like... You know, were Charlotte to win that match, that would technically meet the criteria that Ronda outlined on Monday. Absolutely. Precisely. I mean, it's not going to happen, but yeah. Um, but so there's that element. I'm sorry. I, I just... No, it's okay. There's, you know, coming at it from all angles simultaneously. Vince McMahon. We just... We know this triple threat is going to happen. We know Becky Lynch is going to be in the match. Vince McMahon is adamant... Becky Lynch is suspended. She is not going to be in the match. What the fuck? Like, you're, it's just, this is what I mean by blurred lines. You're the owner of the company, sir. You overruled your own decision to have her win the Rumble. You know, it's just, it's, it's, he's asking us to overlook the fact that we all know he makes every decision in real life and just so that he can come in in kayfabe and selectively veto certain decisions here and there. It's just, it's so fucking... It's, it's too much to think about. I think even for the casual viewer, and not just for the textbook overthinkers like us. You know what I mean? Um, like, the dynamic, breaking, like... Hold on. Breaking news. Oh, um, this will help. Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy has released a statement regarding his future on 205 Live. Since my arrival to 205 Live, I have loved every moment. Going from nothing to something that was an incredible achievement for myself. That being said, I would like to announce I will not be on 205 Live for, for the foreseeable future. And then that's the end of the quote. And then it says the champ is going on a well-deserved vacation. Oh, this is part of the quote. The champ is going on a well-deserved vacation back to my hometown of Melbourne, Australia for the next few weeks. Cause the champ, Oh, it's storyline. I'm sorry. I literally the was champ, thinking cause the champ does what he wants when he wants. I'll be watching closely to see who advances in the buddy Murphy classic. How that's yeah. clever. Who wants to try to stop the unstoppable? Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you for that. No, no, you're cool. As soon as you started saying he's leaving, I'm like, yeah, they're setting up a mania angle. Sadly, it's going to be on the pre-show. Well, they're doing a, cru- a cruiserweight tournament right now to crown his chance. Oh, right. Uh, so I'm guessing that the winner will go right to WrestleMania as opposed to Fastlane. Yeah, probably at this point. Because the okay. tournament's not going to... Fastlane's next week, right? Yeah, it just started. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Never mind. Sorry. Back so, to women. Yeah, but yeah, so the women... <clears throat> so I just... You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know you write this shit, sir. Why don't you just tell us what the Mania card's going to be? Like... Instead of coming out and, oh, I'm going to veto this decision that was already decided. I'm going to veto this. Just tell us what the card is going to be if you're, if you're going to blur those lines anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with all that. Um, okay. I do have to say, though. Uh-oh. Because I, I didn't, I, I've seen mostly positive stuff from it. And at first glance of watching Ronda interact with Steph, which, by the way, I'm still annoyed that they're not acknowledging the history between Ronda and Stephanie literally a year ago during this time. Yeah. Like, that I mean, there's this whole built-in thing. It just is not a part of this story, but it's just weird that they're not doing anything about it. Like, I don't know. Um, I beat you last year, Steph. Just anything. I've been yeah. saying that for a while. Whatever. I mean, um, I think we, I, you know, I think they've alluded to it. And just the idea of, you know, when they're face-to-face, we're all reminded that 
physically. I mean, we didn't need the match last year to tell us that Ronda Rousey could kick Stephanie's ass anyway, but we're all reminded that that is absolutely the dynamic if they were just, like, you know, two physical specimens, you know? Yes, but what I liked upon watching Ronda at first, I'm like, oh, God, Ronda's, like, stumbling. But (laughs) I'm beginning to like this. When she seems scripted, she doesn't stumble, but her words are pressured and it's fast and they're big words and it doesn't make sense. But when you could tell the times when she's just kind of going off, it seems emotional and she's not always knowing her words. And that's kind of how people are in real life. And I kind of like that awkward style where, yeah, she's doing the noble thing. And, yeah, the crowd, you know, the crowd didn't even really cheer her as much as Vince wanted her to be cheered in that moment, I'm sure. Yeah. But I did like I did like For what sure. she said and, and how she did it. And um when she does promos like that where she's flustered, the same thing happened when she was beating the riot squad like consecutively a few weeks ago. She was like flustered with the crowd and because I can imagine it is flustering. K Faber not yeah. that, you know, she's getting booed like this and whatnot. So I, I did like I, I thought that she did a good job and that I think that I I I'm okay with this style of promo for her. Right. I still think she should be more menacing and not talking a lot, but yeah. it is, this is what we're getting. I, I thought that it was a decent segment, regardless of the logic of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does add a sense of realism, but she still, she just needs to, I would just love it if she would just like take her time a little bit more. You know, I mean, granted, she was like Monday night, she just had had a match. She's probably still all worked up and shit. And you could hear it in her voice. Like you can hear. You know, she definitely stumbled over words here and there, which is totally fine, obviously, anyway. But I don't know. I think that's really all that's missing is just for her to, like, you know, take a breath and just not be afraid to, like, take an extra second here and there. Like, take your time just a little bit more with it. Um, But, yeah, it does add a sense of realism. So I'm, I'm, you know, with you uh, as far as that, overlooking how much I hate what they're doing in general. Um, are we still talking about this or should we move on? I'm just trying to think, uh, oh, I said this already, but I think I actually would have done this last week because they didn't really advance the story at all last week. There was like nothing to do. Yeah. Um, I would have done, um, instead of Ronda and Ruby again, I would have done this segment last week because between Roman and Batista, this is a big part of the storyline going forward. And it was kind of overshadowed. I felt. Yeah. There's a, it was a, just a lot going on this week on raw Yeah. TV. Um, it's like shoehorning, of shoehorning which, should mania. We, Yes, yeah, sorry. Should we get, oh, and then uh, on SmackDown, Charlotte comes out and says that she they're going to do a, an, an angle. Charlotte's going to demand that she's handed the women's championship on Raw. Yeah. Um, her segment on SmackDown also felt kind of unnecessary. I liked her, and I love this character that she's playing, and it's great. But I didn't find it necessary to take up TV time away from people like Asuka and other yeah. people who didn't make the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, do we think it's possible that they actually make it for a vacant Raw Women's Championship, and that's how they get Ronda to take time off? Huh. Possibly. Like, as a way to mix it up, you mean? Like, subvert what we're expecting? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, there were rumors that she's leaving. I don't think she's leaving, but I do kind of believe she's getting some time off, and I think that Vince is going to try his hardest to protect her. Right. And that's a way of doing it. Yeah, I just... I'm trying Like, to she get... laid the title down, so how is it, like, is she going to, like okay, we're going to reinstate Becky, here's your title. Like, I'm just wondering how it's going to play out. Yeah. Was she officially, had she officially relinquished it just by laying it in the ring and walking away? I kind of assume she's still champion. No, I do too. And I think whatever that's happens why they, next week. Yeah, and I think that's why they did the segment. It was to make it like a what happened cliffhanger kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which is why I wouldn't have done it last week because it, it could have been a decent cliffhanger if done a little better. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I they're just... I imagine they have, you know, it's they've got a they had to do that this week 
or you know they wanted Becky to get arrested and then do that and then whatever's going to happen next week to set up whatever happens at Fastlane I imagine but it definitely would be interesting just to you know to vacate the title and do it that way I mean I I could I don't know I could see them doing that just for nothing more just so that they don't have to say Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey for the title yes absolutely which is a crazy thing, especially if she's going away. Charlotte and Becky are going to be here. Why do you care about Becky least of these three? Anyway, I could go on all day, and I'll try not to. <laughs> um, the big dog's back. Oh, boy. All right. Here we are. The big dog, Roman Reigns, is back. He swung for the fences, and he knocked that ball right out of the park. And, of course, by ball, I mean cancer. And by park, I mean his body. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I overthought that one too much. Sorry. No, I'm just trying to think of how to approach this in a manner that doesn't make me seem like a sociopathic, non-emotional robot. Oh, uh, well, um, I'll leave that preface in. I'll do what yes, it can to help. Yes, please do that. Um, <laughs> I've had, let me just start by saying, and this is not going to be a long thing, but I've had, and we all have, I'm not a unique case. I've had, um, an aunt who's a survivor of breast cancer, a grandmother who died of cancer. Um, you know, we all have cancer in our lives, somehow genetics, whatever. It's an awful disease. It was awful news to hear that Roman Reigns had to leave initially. We all wished well wishes for him. Of course. Um, you know, in the time that he's been gone, I do absolutely think that there are people who have been spotlighted more and have benefited, even though it's in awful circumstances where, where he was in quotes. Right. Um, in quotes. it was announced a few weeks ago that he was, um, he's going to be in uh fast and the furious spinoff. He's going to be in a Nickelodeon show. Um, which, okay. You know, we don't know the extent of his treatment or, or how it, you know, not everyone has this aggressive reaction to the chemo and they have to be bedridden. I understand that. Right. But um, w- with it, where I know you're going with this, that's one check on the box of convenient timing. Absolutely. And the other box, which is a lot bigger than all the other boxes is that it's WrestleMania season. Yeah. For me, at least. And Um, this word, I mean, say what you're saying in case it's not. No, so I... Here it comes. ...would really hope this is not the case, because I thought about it and I heard that Wade Keller was very adamant against this idea before I I had it. And As anyone um, should be. I mean, this would be horrible. I mean, and you you know that. You're not, yeah, you're not discounting that. It would be. It would be awful. But but what I'm getting at here is that this is a scripted television product. There are characters, they're playing characters in the same way that the creator of Game of Thrones can write Jon Snow to have cancer. Vince McMahon really can write one of his characters to have cancer. It's within the framework of the show that we're watching. Now, this is a lot different than any other show, and I understand that. Right. But And I'm, and I'm not supporting the decision to do this at all. Oh, God, no. But I just think that because of the fact that this is a scripted show, it is not out of the realm of possibility I think that Roman Reigns absolutely battled with leukemia because I think I've heard it before this all happened that he that he had it or he was sick at one point. Yeah, um, I think that's true, absolutely true. Right. But I almost am wondering if Vince, if Roman either needed time off to take this uh, to film the movies, uh, maybe his body was just a little battered, maybe he wanted time off because he's been literally there for four WrestleMania straight in the main event. Right. Um, that they use this that he his leukemia came back to garner the support of the fans because on Monday I was not expecting him to get booed whatsoever, but I was not expecting that kind of reaction. Really? I wasn't. I, I mean, I, I'm not that level. I mean, 
listen, just uh, because you know, I, I don't want anyone to have cancer. And if and this course. is all true, I'm so happy that he's back to normal and I'm happy for his family and his kids and his fans and all of that stuff. Right. But it doesn't take away my opinions of him and his booking. Oh, it doesn't God. take away yeah. my opinions that I didn't miss him Good. at all. Good. It's not too soon to point out this doesn't retroactively make him a better wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. It does. None of that is untrue just because. And I don't even think, you know, yes, of course, if I was in the crowd, I probably would have, like, clapped when I heard that he was. Of course. Um, You're not a monster. Uh, in remission. Right, but right. I, I would have then been like, oh, boy, he's taking a spot from one of, uh, from Alistair Ricochet or Johnny or Tommaso or. Oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, thought's no, still in my head and it doesn't go away. And I think the crowd is, I don't want to call them fickle and take a page out of Dana Bryan's book, but I do <laughs> think it's a little ridiculous that that reaction was given. And now everything is forgiven just because of one thing that it was well, awful if, if true. And of course I can't say it enough how, if this is all true, I'm happy that he's okay. That, that's not right, a thing, but, right, but. It, I, I did not feel the same way that, I think everyone else didn't. And I, and I think that the way they played it, the way they announced that he's going to make an announcement, the way that he like played the crowd before saying it, the good morning America stuff, it just all seems very corporate to me. It didn't and I just don't, I just don't buy it. He came off genuine to me. He came off. So that's why I have a hard time buying this possibility. I mean, outside of the obvious, it would be horrible. Like if you wanted to secure your spot in hell, if in fact it exists, this would you know, and you're Vince McMahon, this or even Roman Reigns, this would be a perfect way to do it because they're not playing it like a worked shoot. You know, obviously they're not playing it like a work. They're playing it like a shoot. Like he when he announced it, he said, "I'm Joe Annoy." That right there, you know, is like, well, if it was a work, you definitely shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know, again, but I go back to the whole it, it's a scripted TV show thing, though. Uh, you're right. He, I see he what you're saying. Roman and I think that he, you're, you, the Jon Snow analogy would be like if Jon Snow was like, you know, my name is whatever the fuck that actor's name is in real life, and I play Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, and I have cancer, and it turned out that that was just a storyline about how the character in Game of Thrones had cancer. Like, that's, I mean, it's not exactly the same, obviously, but that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, actors, though, are not in character all the time. I mean, the wrestlers are in character usually on, like, interview stuff, and, like, you know, uh, I. Get your point. So, okay, let's assume that hopefully, most likely, it is true. <laughs> I think that there's still, I still think there's a timing issue. I still think that it's convenient that it's WrestleMania. I still think that maybe it wasn't as serious, or maybe we don't know the details. And and I also think that's weird that there wasn't any like, I wasn't expecting like a full medical workup of him on Monday Night Raw first to know what was happening. But right, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just strange to me. Here's that, here's that I thing. think that maybe Vince had it in his back pocket to wait longer than he needed to or it, it he can't expect people not to think this by right. the way because my cousin thought it there were a few people online there's a lot of conspiracy theories i'm, I'm not alone no thinking dude. It. well if it's real vince is just thankful that his prayers were answered but and now i'm starting to think in october right before he made that announcement we would have said there's no chance in hell that he could have got a unanimous positive reaction consistently for roman reigns by wrestlemania correct absolutely and so with that being said, right there, I mean... That's what I'm saying. It worked. Also. You know, it, it really, like outside of just the, the time conveniences, it really couldn't have worked out better to the end that we know they've been playing at for years. So yeah, but I could see, you it, know, I could definitely see why it's being talked about for sure. And even if we assume that it is true, the way Vince went about it, I still don't agree with. I don't agree with... The, it just all seems very like, even if this is really what happened, I don't, I don't like how... It wasn't announced, like, breaking yeah. news, like, 
when Daniel Bryan um, was out of retirement for his neck surgery, they didn't wait to announce that, that they announced it, and then he came on SmackDown yeah. and then talked about it. Yeah, they literally. Like, this is someone's life. They this te- is death, yeah. like life or death. They teased the life or death situation as a promotion for Raw to get eyes on Raw to get ratings for Raw. That's yeah, that's that's absolutely horrible. Shirts were already uh, people in the audience were wearing shirts. Oh wow, yeah. Before when we saw Roman shirts, wow. so it just it all. I, I still don't like the way. Even if this is true, I'm happy for him. I really am, but I, I don't. I don't like that he's going to be president again. Um, I like that he's going to be president in life, but of not course. in my WWE life. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I, no matter what way I look at it, real or not, I just think it came across very, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I thought what he said was good. I thought he came across as relatable and likable. And, you know, I still don't like the way he, I felt like he was playing with the audience and like waited to say it. It should have been one of the first things out of yeah. his mouth. Yeah, totally. I'm in remission. He really did. He really did kind of milk it for sure. So despite how genuine he came off, I, I still I just didn't have a good feeling while watching it, which is an awful thing to say. Yeah, no, I hear you. I definitely I listen. My one of my first reactions. I mean, obviously, I think it even goes without saying. Of course, I'm happy, really, Absolutely. genuinely happy for him that he's mm-hmm. that he's you know cancer free. Obviously, and I was personally you know taken back by the reaction he got, but happy for him in the moment. Granted, that was before we journeyed down this little rabbit hole. That being said, it doesn't take away my pretty much immediate reaction was, I want to believe you. You know, he says like he wants to. Yeah. And he also kind of telegraphed the announcement, too, because he's saying like, I want to be here in this ring doing what I love. And it's like, dude, you haven't even said that you're you're cancer free yet. You're kind of jumping the gun here. Um, Yeah. The WrestleMania chance he reacted to before he said it, too. Yeah. Yeah. He said one thing at a time. Like, okay, we basically know you're good now. Um, But what was I saying? Um. He, oh, he's saying, you know, I want to use this uh, platform to do good, to fight cancer. I want to, you know, I want to love what I do. I don't know. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I want to believe that he loves what he does, but it just, it has never seemed that way to me. You know, I was saying to you via texting, like, get some new moves. Wrestlers who love wrestling definitely, like, expand their moveset from time to time because they just enjoy it and they want to incorporate, they like thinking about it. You know, I just... Very seldom get the impression from him that he's loving anything beyond being able to collect a fat-ass paycheck for doing, like, three moves. Because he has the machine behind him, and he has the merchandising, and he, and he has the catchphrase, and it's yeah. all good. Alexa Bliss, right now, has been in the ring for the past two months posting videos, doing new moves. She even debuted one at the Rumble, and that's Alexa Bliss, who you could also think is said. She's a beautiful blonde. She's a decent enough wrestler. She also has all of those things that I just said. A marketable gimmick, the pigtails, all of that stuff. Yeah. And she is daily uh, learning new moves and training. Why isn't he? Because uh, he doesn't care to, by all accounts. Well, that's not good enough. But yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. Just, you know, I, just, I love it. Like, enjoy it. I want to believe you, but like, you can't just show up and just keep on Superman Punch spearing everybody and collecting that paycheck. Like, of course you love that. Nobody wouldn't love that. That that you know all the good things about being, you know, having the machine behind them, all that other stuff. Like, yeah, of course you love that. You gotta love the wrestling though, if you want me to even consider you as the guy. Absolutely. Like, sorry, that's just a non-negotiable prerequisite for that. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it was it was it was a heartfelt moment, and the crowd was into it, and you know, his mom was there, and they really milked it, so you couldn't not be happy and i wasn't not happy for him it just 
I don't know, just the timing and everything. And um, then they have Seth Rollins music plays. And even that didn't tug on the heartstrings like it would have based on all that. Initially, yeah. it did when the first time. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and the emotion on Rollins' face is real. But I could also see Vince not telling anyone that this is the case. Yeah, see, I that's part of me when we're talking about, you know, using it to Because his mom didn't seem overwhelmingly emotional. Well, I'm sure his mom definitely knew. I mean, come on, it's his mom. She definitely knew before he made the announcement, I'm positive. But Rollins, even I could see, I mean, most of the people, I'm sure, maybe had an idea but didn't know for sure. I could see, I guess, because when we were talking about, you know, using the life or death situation to promote the show for ratings, I guess I could see a case being made that he wanted to be the one to reveal it to everybody. But I still question the, the you know, the, the ethics of, of promoting it, like we said, and all that shit. Well, I'm arguing for the fact, and I don't know Roman Reigns' mother mother personally, but I just I'm not saying she didn't know, but I'm just saying if if this really is something that was scripted, she didn't seem or not scripted, she didn't seem like I don't know all that happy. I mean, she was smiling, but I don't know. I feel like it, I I I guess I I just was expecting more from that too. It just seemed very, you know, The yeah. Rock's mom was there, and she also wasn't like maybe they I had don't know. their fill, maybe <laughs> just like the rest of us. Maybe that was that that was probably fucked up. So you know, <laughs> um, I don't want him. To so like it. I said, Rollins comes out, and then um, later on in the show, because uh, I don't really think it's worth spending more time than this. But Ambrose interrupts Elias. Ambrose challenges McIntyre to a no disqualification match. They have the match. Elias attacks Rollins. Yeah. After the match, that whole uh, brigade Ambrose, of yeah. upper mid card confused, don't know where to go. People, uh, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley are all attacking and roman comes out which i also would have done next week like it was too much to make the announcement and then to have him be physical yeah. and then to have ronda and then oh, it was just a lot yeah um, yeah it was it was and then definitely too much they do this thing with dean like it's already established that he's a good guy like like Rollins is going to come out like uh, is that the story or are we going to wait to see like why they weren't in the ring together like that was weird yeah um i think we're gonna. They're slowly gonna build, you know, because Ambrose did turn when 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 Roman left, and that wasn't that long ago. And they kind of framed it like he turned on Roman's cancer at the time. Um, so I guess they want to ease back into it. I'm thinking. Are you thinking they're building? They're gonna do a shield. Ma- oh no, they can't. Duh. Obviously. At Fastlane. Yeah, I was. I was literally gonna say Shield Match Mania, which is overlooking a very obvious title match um no but i read somewhere before roman made this announcement that um i don't know if it was a rumor or if it was someone imagining it that roman and dean like help seth take down brock and they all stand tall yeah as like dean's like last last because apparently that's his last date yeah i guess i could see that happening that would be but uh, i want seth Rollins to beat him on his own oh i mean i definitely would would prefer to have Rollins beat him on his own or even have Rollins Rollins beat him on his own or maybe there's going to be some shenanigans with Heyman, not that I could foresee what they would be, but you have the shield just come out and like prevent some kind of shenanigans, perhaps, or at least even just have him beat him on his own, and then have the shield just come out and celebrate with him afterwards, maybe. Yeah, you could do that too. I mean, yeah, wow, I totally was thinking, oh, they're going to have a shield match of Mania, duh, that can't happen. Because, I, you know, I was thinking Corbin, Lashley, Drew McIntyre, they would just do against the shield, but that's... Obviously not. Who do you think is as Roman's mania p- opponent? I'm kind of thinking Baron Corbin, just from you know, oh, because of that, because God. of what they did with that on Monday. That would be awful. 
I just, I hate, I mean, they kind of set it up by having Dean challenge one guy for a no DQ match and then attack another guy, giving him an axe to grind. But really, the reason that the three clowns that have been on again, off again, teammates, Corbin, McIntyre, and I mean, I, you know, I hate to call them, but just for all intents and purposes, the three clowns that have been on and off again, a faction kind of, and Elias, the only reason they were there beating down Dean was so Seth and Roman could come help them. You know what I mean? Like, there's no storyline motivation for these guys to come out and start all start beating Ambrose down, other than to spur the shield to come out and make the save, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. I hate shit like that. Like when Me Ale- too. Alexa Bliss, you know, uh, can I see your abs? If I show you my... That's a totally... Un- First of all, the, the feigning, that's a totally uncharacteristic thing of her to say. I know I'm bringing this up at a left field, but it's another thing where it's like, you're trying to book the show. Like, don't have people do things that it makes no sense for them to do just to get where you're trying to go, you know? Like, you want to have this cute moment where she's going to say something naughty and she gets cut off by music. That's very uncharacteristic, and honestly, it's not a good look for her, or anyone really, in 2019. They did the same thing with EC3. I hate how they sexualized her for no reason. So bad, yeah, just randomly, like... They're all hot. They're all dudes in Speedos with abs. They're all hot. Like, you know, just I, I'm kind of getting off track here. My point is, is it shouldn't have happened. None of it, the, the beatdown with, with Ambrose, should have been, you, you didn't finish thinking it, you know? You kind of started to see the idea that you wanted to wind up with, and you were like, yeah, fuck it. Nobody needs reasons. Just, just, we'll do it. Not you, them, obviously. No, totally. I felt the same thing when I watched that. Yeah. Alexa, rather. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Roman's back. Um, I find it weird that they filmed Good Morning America in New York, but Robin Robert, uh, Robin Roberts, I think that's her name, who actually suffered from cancer um, on uh, the ABC Good Morning America news team, um, didn't mention, like, oh, like, uh, WrestleMania's going to be here in a few months. Like, are you going to be, you're going to, I just thought Vince would find a way to promote it. I just thought that was, that was strange. Yeah, maybe because he doesn't have a match yet. Maybe. And uh, yeah, I guess it'd be weird to ask him. Um, and then he also was asked a question about titles backstage on a W.com exclusive. And he said how he's not interested in titles right now. And he's misses the camaraderie of his fans and his uh, um, former, his friends in the locker room, which is a yeah. smart thing for him to say for people like us. Yeah. See how long it lasts, though. <laughs> Imagine they actually go through with turning him heel now. Yeah, I, I would love that. Me That's too. part of what I was thinking when I was thinking, like, show us that you love it. Like, yeah, just turn heel. Like, you you know, use the moment. Exploit the moment. That's that's wrestling. You got to sometimes just exploit the moment a little bit, kind of like what they did with Ambrose. You know, like, like exploit the way people are feeling about you and kind of enjoy it. That would, that would go a long way in convincing me that he loves wrestling. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't happen is what I'm trying to say. Wasn't going to happen. Oh, but good idea. Absolutely not. <laughs> Great idea. Great um, Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything from Batista. Okay. Um, well, we well, we have to tackle the NXT call-ups. Oh, we didn't, right, right, right. We, the show didn't come up. Um, okay. I found something online that uh, put up exactly that says exactly what I felt what I said last week about. Um, how you and you know, I don't have an issue with them coming to the main roster. I just don't think it should have been done in this moment. I think that there's people on the main roster currently who are not being paid enough attention to, and that they literally have 40 days to wait until doing this. And I don't think they should have done it now. Right. And so something else that I read that supports that says, um, I think this is from Uprocks. 
these NXT call-ups deserve all the attention they can get from WWE's creative team. So the more of them that there are, the less of a chance there is that they'll be successful. Besides, now is not the time for WWE to be focusing on the future, as there is already a slew of superstars the company could be doing more with. Going forward, WWE must leave NXT well enough alone and make the most of their current crop of guys and girls before hitting the panic button by calling up cornerstones of the brand prematurely just for a ratings grab. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I mean, there's definitely a case to be made of why not to do it now. I initially liked the idea just because, you know, when we're thinking about that last round of quote-unquote call-ups that literally the the guys that are just, like, walking out to the ring and then, like, walking back and, like, doing weird backstage things that are clearly just to get them on the show, those guys should have stayed in NXT. Now, I'm not necessarily saying all four of these guys that were brought up last week should have came up at that time, but those guys have all been NXT mainstays for years. Well, not Ricochet, but the other three. Like, for me, yeah. all three of their call-ups are overdue. That's why I'm okay with it happening now. But again, I would have just not called up But I mean, it's guys. always been post-mania. Like, I agree that, that they're all ready to come up and they should be up, but I just don't, like, I just think this, it's a matter of a month and a half. I'm not saying, like, three years. People like Velveteen Dream, yeah, I think that he should be there because I think he could be the pillar of the brand. Yeah. And ba- based on what I'm seeing on NXT spoilers, that looks like what's going to happen. Yeah. Him and Matt Riddle, I think, are going to be the 1A, 1B of the top guys. Oh, um, wow. So I'm not I'm not arguing for for you know for them to need to be seasoned. I think they're ready. I th- I do think Ricochet. I said this to you last night. I think that I, if Vince catches on to him, if um, that I can see a similar thing happening that happened with Shinsuke, where if Ricochet is not delivering in promos, which is definitely not his strong suit, that he could be uh, entered into a 205 live zone, or Vince will just stop paying attention to him. Because Vince loves to overproduce people, loves to write them corny things. Yeah. We know that he shouldn't, but he does. And I'm really afraid that Ricochet may fall into that category. Yeah. Which is why on SmackDown this past week, I told you how I really liked the promo with Alistair and Ricochet, because it felt very typical main roster-y. Um, and it was weird and jarring seeing them on SmackDown doing a promo segment like that that we've seen so many times. Uh, yeah. But I really, I really liked it, though. I thought that they did well. I thought, I thought that Alistair was short. I still think I wouldn't have Alistair talking that much yet because I like the approach that NXT no. had. Yeah, um, because it's not his his whole feel is more of a dark, like brooding type. Not that I love that word choice, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and I don't think that the main roster needs to recreate and duplicate what NXT does. I mean, they don't. We've seen that, um, right? But you want to capture the essence of the yes. character, especially when you're introducing them to the casual audience. Absolutely. But I thought Ricochet's facials were there. I didn't think he was that corny. His promo on Raw when he debuted last week was verging on that, but it was his first promo yeah. and he seemed emotional and it was okay. But yeah. I was like, oh, all right, we're teetering on a little bit. And NXT, he's had some bad ones. He did a he did a kickoff NXT takeover one that was awful. Um, I think I may have even told you to watch it, or I texted you while I was watching it. It was bad. Yeah, I may. I think um, I may have watched it. Um, but he just, but, um, you know, it's not a strength. It's not a particular strength of Ricochet. It's not for me. It's it's whether or not he's doing it intentionally. He's setting them up to fail. Asuka should never have been a regular talker on the mic. You know, set a, she set her up to fail. Shinsuke should never have been a regular talker on the mic. Set him up to fail. So it's like, well, I gave him an opportunity. He dropped the ball. No, you gave him a shit opportunity that was never going to get him any further than he managed to take it, which was still even farther than, you know, it had any right to go. That's no, absolutely. how I feel about that. Like, you know, he's, I don't know if he's rationalizing it. Like, 
Well, I gave him a chance. What do you want me to do? Give him a fucking real chance. Consider who he is and give him a chance where you're booking ideally accordingly. You know, they say take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. Here's a better idea. Fire the asshole handing out the ingredients. It's like fucking Top Chef Fear Factor edition. I also don't agree with the way they're using the revival, that the revival went on this journey and that there were rumors of them leaving and they were expressing frustration. And now the Raw Tag Team Champions... DIY last week, I didn't have a problem with it. It was a good match. It was well, competitive, yeah. and there's history there. That's fine. It's like the best Alistair war tag Black match ever. and Ricochet have no history teaming. Dude. And I know why they're teaming right now. But yeah. th- th- there's no – as good as they are, and I'm not saying that they should have lost. I'm not saying that. Just yeah. don't book the match. Don't book the match. That's what gives me reason to second guess that the call-up shouldn't have happened last week because – as soon as you, you know, Alistair Black, Ricochet, clearly both singles guys. Now you say, Absolutely. you know, this match, they're teaming. There's a reason why they're teaming. The reason why they're teaming, I know what you're talking about. You're alluding to the NXT TV tapings. The reason why they're teaming is because they rushed up these four guys while they're still trying to introduce another six guys, kind of. And there's just not enough TV time to go around. So two guys that are totally single stars are, you know, being crammed together. Like, I, that's what I don't like. I... I those guys should not be teaming. One, one, you know, I said this to you in texting. One guy should have had a, a a match one night, and the other guy should have had a match the the other night. Two singles matches. Let them showcase what they got, because what they got is sick as fuck. I also think they could have taken the approach of Alistair Black, where they just did a bunch of video segments this whole time. They haven't done a rollout like that in a while. Well, they did it with Lars Sullivan. We know what happened with that. But yeah. with Alistair Black, I think he has an interesting dynamic and aesthetic, and I think that showing some videos and like leading up to his debut. Um, you know, knowing that he's debuting, showing his work, uh, you know, devoting like a minute or two weekly for the next, what do we have, six to seven more weeks to WrestleMania would have been good. Ricochet could have been having good matches. There are people, Shelton Benjamin, um, um, uh, I mean, uh, Kurt Hawkins, there's people who can have good matches with that aren't doing anything yeah. that would still put him on the show, show what he could do. And if WWE thinks putting the tag team titles on the Revival and then jobbing them out every week to the new faces on the block is going to convince them to stick around and re-sign with the company, management needs to re-examine things. This, it did nothing to help Dolphin Wilder. If anything, it devalued the titles for the second week in a row as two single stars from NXT who literally have no experience essentially squash them. Right. Experience as a, as as a, a team. team. Right, right, right. As a tag team. Right. Um, um, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. No, I completely, totally agree with that. As far as the... I like what you were saying. Alistair Black, he should. there should have been vignettes. Like, you basically... There's yep. no conveyor belt. There's no one way to do it. There's never going to be a uniform manufacturing plan of just the cookie cutter. This is how you do everybody. You take it on a case-by-case basis. Ricochet, you're right. Have them wrestle some matches. In fact, show the just a highlight reel. Not vignettes, but just the highlight reel of all the awesome shit that he's done in NXT so far. And have them yep. wrestle. And yeah, Aleister Black, do some like dark, gothic like kind of vignettes to help set the stage for his character. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, also, Cesaro versus Johnny Gargano was apparently announced for SmackDown before the show went on the air. Did you hear about that? Uh, yeah, I did, actually, now that you mention it. Could you imagine? That match would have been... I didn't even know that. That match was amazing. And then we get the Hardy Boys randomly returning because WWE needed to add another weird element into it, into oh the God. whole main roster. Yeah. Um, not that I wasn't happy to see that. Matt looks great. He was teasing retirement or leaving WWE for AEW like two days ago. Yeah. So now he's like the new Chris Jericho, it seems, in that respect. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so I'm not upset to see them back, but just it's just it's too much they're doing. So there. bizarre. I think and I and I still think AEW is not the main reason for this happening, but I think it's a contributing factor. Oh yeah, definitely. And, I really and do. Same with the NXT call ups last week too. With yeah, you know the Undertaker. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Undertaker is going to be at the uh, Starcast event mm-hmm. adjacent to the All Elite. Uh, the Double second or nothing. Show, Double or nothing. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there was speculation that uh, Vince was that was part of the reason they were trying to that was a reaction to that or whatever. But in any case, um, damn, we're doing a pretty good job, but it's still like fucking just all over the map with all the crazy shit that's happening. Well, the uh, only other major, I mean, there's other things that happen on Raw, but I I'm okay with just talking about uh, Ric Flair next. Um, I have well, some other I, things that aren't really that important to talk about. I don't think I would love to just talk about Ric Flair next. If you see what I mean, I would love it. You know, for his birthday, we've been talking about it for weeks. Monday was all about Ric Flair, right? That's what we should be talking about. Well, because you're right about that, but it wasn't. It was about other people. It wasn't, but I also called that this was going to be a big angle weeks ago, and I actually called how it would be an angle. Um, I did did not call how they would do it, though. And I'm not entirely well. Another example of me waiting, um, because I'm not entirely, dude. Um, Dude, confident they're fucking it up yet. You are not entirely entrenched in the bubble that Vince McMahon is clearly entrenched in, so much so that you can at least see Batista is a fucking huge movie star. He was literally in the biggest franchise ever last year, and he's going to be again this April. Literally, when WrestleMania is happening, they're going to be promoting the fuck out of Avengers Endgame. Does Vince McMahon not know this? Because... I literally, like, to set up John Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania, if they had John Cena celebrating his dad's birthday on Monday Night Raw, and The Rock returns backstage, unannounced, and beats up John Cena's father to start that feud, that's what this was to me. Okay, can, we can, cannot be comparing The Rock and, can, and can you imagine, Batista, though. Dude, dude, you can. Batista is a huge movie star right now. But The Rock is a bigger wrestler and a bigger name. I, I, you're right. not, I understand. Listen, right, but I'm what I'm saying is, I, I get it. But you can't compare them. May not be a perfect comparison, but it's the best one available. They're both huge movie stars. The big homecoming. Just humor me for a sec. Put yourself in those shoes, that hypothetical I just outlined. You would have been thinking, wait, what? hang on. First of all, Rock's back. Second of all, I'm not going to boo Rock. I fucking love Rock. I missed Rock. Why would you even consider making me boo Rock? Like, money is being handed to you. And you're like, nah, I think I'll do it this way. Like, dude, but all... That everybody in the entire world, like Marvel Studios movies don't make up a fraction of WWE's audience. WWE makes up a fraction of Marvel Studios' audience. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not, I'm not comparing Batista and The Rock, but he's a huge movie star that crowds are definitely going to want to cheer for regardless of what stupid situation they wrote him into on Monday. That's, uh, like, it's just so bizarre. The biggest, you had a bunch of returns Monday night for Ric Flair's birthday. The biggest one of them happened backstage during a heel turn. It's just, well, that I, that in the I last three minutes of Raw, to set up a match that only makes sense if you know out of kayfabe that Batista's been trying to get this match for you. That's another thing. Do I have your attention now? Probably not. If the biggest fucking movie of all time that you were in last year didn't get their attention, probably nothing will, Dave. Well, I mean, you're, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think I have different problems with it because he's saying, do I have your attention now? When, a, when was he trying to get his attention? At SmackDown 1000, which also oh, yeah. Batista was At on WWE TV a, a few months ago. So it's not like this. 
he hasn't been seen in years. I think then if it was backstage, right, I'd be even more angry. He, ret- it, well, they it, returned, he was just there. They returned him after years on SmackDown amidst a group. He sh- that should have been a single return. And they started to plant the seed for this match. And by the way, Ric Flair broke up the two of them at SmackDown 1000. It just makes no sense that he would, like, you know, Ric Flair was a mentor to Dave, too. It just, to me, makes no sense that, well, like, I mean, like yeah, for Batista, again, we, for Batista we have to, the movie star Batista, it just makes no sense that he's a worldwide beloved movie star, and he's like, I'm going back to Raw, I'm going to show up backstage and beat the fuck out of one of my mentors. To set up right, a, but yeah, go ahead. there's going to have to be a promo for him explaining his actions, so I don't know if it, what it's going to be, and if there's not, then this is even worse, and I'm not saying that they're going to come up with a reason that justifies it because yeah obviously triple h is the obvious heel obviously and i don't know yeah. if, and, and i don't know if vincent's thinking that oh last time he was he was babyface y'all booed him and now you know you guys can't get what you want that's and what i'm saying he's not in, dude he's not in tune with 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 somehow the, i don't expect him to be he doesn't realize stuff. all of the everything happened since literally since about a month after the last time batista left Everything happened. He blew up like he was in a fucking huge franchise that blew up like crazy. It had a sequel. Now he's in the Avengers. Like, how could Vince not know this? But you're right. He seems to not somehow. Yeah, I mean, and I'm hope, and I don't know why. When was Batista trying to get Triple H's attention? And Batista is the one who said that. I guess. That still doesn't make any sense. How is that relevant oh, to SmackDown no, 1000 at all? It doesn't. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, and Batista's the one who said that Triple H never beat him. So why would Batista even want to face Triple H? Yeah. Like, let alone this bad. You he beat has, him he has so nothing many times. to prove. Yeah. Um, what I did like was obviously Batista is a great actor, clearly. And I did think that, regardless of the logic, I liked what he did well. Yeah, his you know facial, all that stuff. It was cool. I would have filmed it differently. I would have had you just see someone dragging Ric Flair, and then, then the camera pans up, and it's Batista. Yeah. Um. Just if I'm taking what we got and removing all that stuff, because I don't think you're wrong. I am willing to see how they play it. I think that Batista will play a good heel, and I think that he will get booed because enough of the crowd is still into Triple H, even when he's a heel. He still gets pops when he comes out. He was that a this heel. could work, even if it shouldn't. He was a heel like last week. Yeah, but then the whole, with the whole Becky Lynch thing, he they wound up um, um, accepting her apology and letting her stay in the match. And Vince was the main one who really took over that heel McMahon role in that story. I don't know if that's why they did that, because it would be weird having Triple H preventing the biggest baby face from getting a WrestleMania match. But then you're going to want him to get him cheered against Batista. Right. I don't know if that's why they made him and Steph essentially forgive her in the end. I mean, it's and that's why probably. now Vince is like and that's why Vince and Stephanie are kind of taking over that role. Um, I mean, you know, obviously I thought that Batista would be face and I'd be fine with that. And I do think he's a better heel, but yeah, at this point when it's a one-off program, his probably last program ever, um, it's weird. And I am interested to see how they write it going forward. I don't have faith that it's going to make sense. It probably won't. I don't know if there's any way it's going to make sense. Um, but I, I, I do think as an angle, removing the logic of it, I did like it. And I think that if you're going to turn Batista or not turn him, bring them back as a heel and you're in Atlanta, Georgia and they spend everything that you said, you spend the whole night doing it and Ric Flair and there's legends out there and all that stuff just to have Padista prevent that live crowd and the viewing audience from seeing Ric Flair. It is a heelish thing to do. It, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny it. You, you no, cannot. Yeah, it is. It, 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 could it, be is. Du- it could be dumb. It could be illogical. It and is. I, I don't think I don't it totally is. disagree with you there. It is all of those things, but it, it, it was a good way 
to like have like a shock value, and maybe that's all Vince is interested in, and it could, it, it could go downhill from there. But I am interested in this. I mean, I'd be lying what, if I wasn't. Yeah, shock value at what cost? Wouldn't it also have been shocking if Triple H welcomed Ric Flair? If Batista just came out with the rest of the guys in the ring, Triple H welcomed Ric Flair out. They're hugging, and suddenly Triple H just starts beating the fuck out of him. That would have been pretty shocking too. No, yeah, no, definitely. There, yes, absolutely. And Batista's like trying to just like get him off him, and then you know before you know it, heat of the moment, just tempers flare, and they're, you know, I, I don't. This match shouldn't be happening. I can think of a thousand better matches for both oh, of these guys I for WrestleMania. Absolutely. Also, I agree with that as well. Or even a thousand better ways to set up this match, and Triple H would be heel in all of them because. Batista and his stardom and all that. So, yeah, I guess with all that being said, we'll see where they go with it. But it's it's going to be shitty. And crowds are still going to cheer for Batista because they're not inside Vince McMahon's bubble. No, definitely. No, none of that. None of that's wrong. Um, yes, thank you. But it, it, he looked like a vicious monster attacking an old man. It, yeah. it, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, he's sick. Um, he's good. He's you know with the when, when they capture his appeal, he's really good. I think even more so. You know, now that he's been acting regularly, I, I feel like uh, yeah, I definitely felt the intensity. And one thing that I like that WWE social media was doing is they were teasing Becky Lynch being the one to break it up because they assumed Charlotte would be there, which is also weird for Charlotte's dad to get the shit kicked out of him and Charlotte not even still be heel on TV. That's also kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just the, the idea of celebrating his birthday so much while all this weird Charlotte shit is going on is definitely yeah. weird. Um, um, those were the main points from Raw. Are you, are you good to go into SmackDown? Yeah, smack it down. SmackDown opens up with a contract signing. I didn't know what's happening until I started watching the show, which isn't really a problem. Um, yeah. But I just didn't know what was happening. Um, between uh, Kofi Kingston, the then challenger, number one contender, to um, and another, and well, often, <laughs> okay, uh, the number one contender to Daniel Bryan's WWE Championship. They're showing video of Kofi's career and maybe anyone who kind of thinks that Kofi's in this like bumbling group, why he's in, in this uh, position. Those of us who don't know what he's accomplished and the great performances he's had, that you could argue if you're a casual fan, why is he still getting a title match? I like how they kind of sprinkled the history of Kofi in. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, and then, assuming they were going to carry on with the contract signing and actually have the match, for sure. Yes, which <laughs> leads me to Shane. I don't even know why Stephanie was there for this. It's weird, but this whole, like, four McMahon quartet thing, how, like, yeah. they, they're in and out of these stories. Shane's supposed to be challenging for the tag team titles, and he's in the segment, and it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Stephanie's... I did like how Stephanie was berating Brian, which brought me back to the, those old days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're sitting, that's you're true. sitting in a leather chair. <laughs> she did. Like yeah, that. that was good. That was um, good. And then all of a sudden, you hear Vince McMahon's music, and I knew exactly what was happening, like yeah. right from there. Not, not who he was going to pick. Well, I guess I did kind of know who he was going to pick. Yeah, um, even though it I knew where it was going. Logic. I knew where it was going. Yeah. Um, now, the same way that if you're going to do this. That is a great way to do it. Now, it doesn't make sense because you just yeah, got the crowd more it. invested in Kofi getting a title match. You just showed all of Kofi's accomplishments, and now you're wiping the, the rug out. Well, the issue, the issue is that Kevin Owens, who has been announced as, Kofi, as Dana Bryan's new opponent, has been presented as a borderline babyface, if not a full babyface, in videos. If you, yeah. for me, if that has not happened and this was Kevin Owens' return, I, I think I can safely say I would have no problem with it outside of the fact that, yes, it's very similar to what happened in, in the women's championship scene. 
That's it. Oh God, it's exactly the same. The videos for me are, is my is is my big issue though. I can overlook the whole duplicating well, thing. Yeah, it's lazy. Yeah, I get it. But Kevin Owens has been a main event level guy, and Vince McMahon just did it, and why not do it again? And Kevin well, Owens is a heel, but again, is he a heel again? You said, and you said this. You alluded to this last night when we were texting back and forth about it. I mean, we can just we can safely say the plan was probably originally for Kevin Owens to come back and face Brian at Mania as a face, and that's probably what those videos were building towards. And now it seems pretty safe to assume that Kofi's going to, in fact, actually wrestle for the title at Mania. Like they basically flip flop uh, yes. those two. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, again. Vince McMahon, very adamant, he doesn't want Kofi Kingston to challenge for the WWE title on Fastlane, and yet, I think we've established, he will be challenging for the WWE title at WrestleMania, which is a bigger show. You know? Like, Vince McMahon, adamant, he does not want Kofi Kingston, even though Kofi earned it and deserves it and whatever, he does not want Kofi challenging for the title on a B show. Kofi's going to challenge for and win the title on the A show, so that's, there's a logic discrepancy there for me well again i mean this is another 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 example and i'm doing it a lot and i I, of seeing how they get to that um it could also be a triple threat match at mania where kofi interferes and but why wouldn't vince just veto it then too is what i'm saying if he's so passionate about kofi not challenging a fast lane why wouldn't he between then and mania say you know what fuck it kofi you're never gonna win the title you're out of this match i'm the boss and my opinion hasn't changed in the last month. What I really hope doesn't happen for Kevin Owens' sake is that Daniel Bryan just beats Kevin Owens straight up, and then now who else is left? And then yeah. eventually Vince, put, and then Vince is forced to make Kofi win a match or something, and then that's when he like proves himself. Yeah. Um, so there is time for me to see how Vince does eventually get there because they're going to have to, in the same way that they're going to have to get Becky in the match, they're going to have to get there somehow. Oh um, yeah. You know what I mean. And again, it's similar, but it, it the story may not make it doesn't make sense, but they're going to have to lead to that WrestleMania match logically. Yeah, it's just I, you know it's just hard for me to get past in both cases. What's going to change? I, I'm anxious to see what's going to change. No, where I'm with this you. guy I'm, who has veto power now is not going to exercise that veto power when it's an actually bigger show. No, I'm with you, and it's also. You also have to realize that Vince is not known for striking while the iron is hot. And while Wait, really? it's almost like we as WWE fans yeah. keep wanting and wanting and wanting, like, you know, the guy that we want is getting pushed in the same way that Becky Lynch, even with this whole story in real life, Vince is 100% behind Becky. She's in almost well, she, well, not in anymore, but there's a story going on, but she's constantly featured. He's been putting her on like MTV shows and, you know, well, she, she has that main that event spot regardless. Yeah, but I mean, he he hasn't always done that, and we've seen history of that. And it's a shame that now, when he actually strikes where the iron is hot, he doesn't do it in the logical way. So yeah, it's well, like part of me is happy that he's actually listening because he very is, easily just could have yeah. let Kofi had a one and done. He really could have. This is what I'm always saying: you got to roll with the punches, and that is what he's doing in this case, right? Yes, it's just a shame that it isn't entirely logical. Yeah, it, uh, not the least so, of which being I. If Kofi's going to win his first title at WrestleMania, it is going to be tragic that he didn't earn that opportunity by winning a Royal Rumble after he after all those uh, elimination escapes. You know, I'll say that till I'm blue in the face. That is just tra- tragic to me. You know, so we're so close, but who would have known things are going to happen this way? It's just going to be very unfortunate for me. Yeah, you know yeah, that would have I mean, been so poetic. He those. 
those elimination escapes, clever and impressive, they got him no further to winning a Rumble. It just would make a lot more sense to me if they did, especially, you know, with what it looks like it's building to. But, yeah, I'll try to stop getting hung up on that. Another thing, though, on this, just another one of the countless illogical details. Vince McMahon vetoing the Becky Lynch situation, suspending her, bringing in Charlotte. I can buy that because Charlotte, at face value, strikes me as someone who Vince McMahon would want to represent the women of WWE. You know? Oh, absolutely. And so, with that being said, Kevin Owens is literally the opposite of anything Vince McMahon ever wanted to represent his company. So that's why it's like, what? Why? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, it just, you would think at least he would just bring in like a Drew McIntyre, somebody that like, oh yeah, I could definitely see Vince getting behind this guy. Bobby Lashley. I mean, I, I, I'm naming guys from Raw that are involved in other things, but my point is like a big muscly guy, like a Roman Reigns type. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. I mean, just logic-wise. Not that I, you know, I'm happy for Kevin Owens, but then again, I'm not happy for him because I really wanted to see what those videos were building to, and now we're going to get, at best, some amalgam of that mixed with the new direction. Well, I wasn't even entirely confident that that was was even going to pan out. I agree with you that I was intrigued, but not in a good way. And like a, wow, Kevin Owens is going to be a baby face and even Vince is going to fuck that up kind of way. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Kevin Owens uh, wants to team up with Kofi. He wasn't entirely a heel and entirely a baby face, but it didn't seem like he was sincere also. Yeah. Um, so he was playing his card very close, which I, I mean, he's like, he's always great at, I guess you can call it acting or his character or whatever. Um, his new tattoos are interesting. Um, you and I had both heard that he lost a lot of weight. I didn't see that. I do think he looks yeah, in better shape. Not. But nothing more, not not like a catastrophic difference. Yeah, no. Uh, I did notice something. Uh, That's irrelevant, though. The main event is Kevin Owens and Kofi versus uh, Rowan and Dana Bryan. Um, I can't believe Rowan is in main event positions right now. It's insane. I mean, I guess guess good for him. But you know that Lars Sullivan was allegedly the one who was going to be with Bryan, right? Oh, I didn't know that, actually. I had heard, I had kept hearing that Lars Sullivan was actually going to face Brian for the WWE title at Mania originally. But that, what you just well, said, that makes a hell of a lot more if you sense. Think about it, Lars could have turned on him at like Fastlane or something. I mean, that would have been a lot to do between, you know, to have them align. And I don't know, it, to me, it, it makes a lot more sense that their names were associated given what you just said. Because I, I never yeah. could see like yeah. Lars Sullivan wrestling Daniel Bryan for the title. That is weird. Very weird. And then uh, Dana Bryan is the one who apparently pushed to get Rowan, which aesthetically I do think it fits, to be honest. Yeah. I am. I am. I do think that was like a clever pairing. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they're making Rowan it doesn't have to really do much in the role. Yeah, which is a perfect fit you know? for him. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Kevin Owens has a new variation. We were just talking about people taking time off and having new moves. And right away, Kevin Owens has a variation on a set out powerbomb. Well, a, a pop up powerbomb, which is now a pop up sit out power bomb which right. i loved but immediately Until... hated once Dana Bryan kicked out of it yeah yeah people barely kicked out of the <laughs> pop-up power bomb yeah let alone of one that has more undoubtedly more impact yeah what the falls fuck? more impact and there's uh less time you know you get right on that pinfall and, and I now guess... his new finisher is a move that people have kicked out of that steve austin has criticized him for not doing properly that's, and now he's finishing matches with it? That's a problem, because he did it before, and he's done it and not won matches, so if that's supposed to be his new finisher, I'm not a fan. 
weird. I don't understand what Vince is doing. I really think he's losing it. You think? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's lost it. But. So, um, yeah, it's Kevin Owen versus Daniel Bryan. I, I mean, we do have to realize that we're getting Kevin Owen versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that we saw them in a tag match at WrestleMania, but like that, um, I am again logic aside, I, I am excited for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it. Yeah. If they're gonna have to, that's why I guess Owens is ultimately gonna something's gonna happen with him and Kofi. It's almost certainly gonna be a triple threat at Mania. But they're going to have to keep him as a face if they are going to go ahead with that match at Fastlane, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, you know my whole thing on, on heels and faces. I, I, I think, know, but I you think... know WWE's whole thing on heels and faces. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, I, I, you know, I agree with you, but, like, that's that kind of goes a little bit away to explain why, you know, that weird dynamic with where he's, like, non-committing either way to, you know, being sincere with Kofi and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know how Kofi gets back in the match, but, um, I, I am thinking that new day will be broken up after WrestleMania. I don't agree with it. I think I like that. They've been the one faction that have powered through. Um, but I just, I just, I, 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 it'll be a shame if that's the reason why Kofi doesn't become WWE champion. It'll be a great heel turn for Kofi, for Xavier and Big E. Um, but I just hope it doesn't go in that direction, but I, I, I would not be surprised. Would you do you not are you not a fan of Kofi having this first title run like while he's in the New Day still? Oh no, I think I would prefer that. I think it would yeah. catapult the New Day. I I mean, I don't know. I've always been interested in how a Freebird WWE Championship title run would look, but I also think oh. that the title is so prestigious that they would have to win it too. Yeah, I somehow. think I, I don't know if you would have I don't know if you could have Freebird rules is really just for for tag teams because you can you know there's three you can mix up any combination no of course two. but but everyone ha- everyone has always uh talked about that possibility i think the new day themselves have well, with like yeah. US I mean, titles and throughout the years yeah they do say you know when when one of us wins the title we all win the title i definitely could see a long-term slow burn kind of um thing where where kofi maybe even kofi turning heel on the other two where he's just kind of getting more you know Less willing to share the spotlight, less willing to share the mantle of, of WWE champion and kind of pushing them more to the background. And like, you know, maybe if the Freebird thing comes up, he's like, uh, yeah, maybe one day, but uh, I'm going to take this one, you know? Yeah, 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 you can do it next time. I'm going to take this one. Like, he's just not, you know, he's, he's saying that he's going to, that it's that it's all of our title, but really it's clearly just his kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Definitely. Um, yeah, so I think it, uh, Kofi Bryan is a lock for Mania. Or with KO, yeah, definitely. But then that would kind of resemble, the, I don't know if I want two triple threat matches for the main titles. Yeah, you're I mean, right, again, you're right. If, no, if, you're if, right. If gets, we should probably take Charlotte out of that women's title match, and then you basically fucker. perfect. You're a <laughs> it's a great suggestion you just made. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I already talked about it before how the Hardy Boys came back. That was fine, I guess. I think they should have went on yes. Raw, though. Um, Revival Hardy Boys would be a great Mania match. Yeah, definitely. And men, Raw is really the side that could use the tag teams. And also just Matt Hardy coming back with no return. He doesn't even get the goddamn pinfall in his return match. That's Those are weird choices for me. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's that's not asking a lot. That's like the, just the way it's done. Usually Jeff's been around. He doesn't need a, he doesn't need a pinfall. Uh, what else happened? On SmackDown. Um... I'll tell you what didn't happen. 
They had uh, a they tried catapulting Mandy Rose to a um, well. At first, they had a graphic up of Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Naomi, Carmella, and Mandy Rose and Sonya Sonya Deville saying who's going to challenge Oscar next. But we wouldn't have known because there was no nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Carmella and Zelina Vega were the only women on the show by proxy of a male of a male match. Yeah, that's just it. it and, and that's where the NXT guys. I'm happy they're there. We saw. Um, what are they going to uh, do? Are they going to have? They're going to have a match with all those women next week on SmackDown on the Go Home Show for Fastlane. At this point, I would just do a Fastlane match I, because that card has nothing on it. There's only one week. I would do a five way, oh. six way, whatever, and have the, the winner oh. face Oscar at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I because I thought, to make it feel more important at least. Did, haven't they already kind of set up Mandy Rose versus Oscar one on one at Fastlane, or did I just hallucinate that? Well, that's what I had thought until on SmackDown the graphic said who will challenge Oscar next. Oh yeah, okay. So they kind of walked that back by doing that. So you think the multi woman matches for Fastlane or for Mania? Fastlane to get to Mania, a number one contenders match, and then the winner faces Oscar oh, at Mania. Oh, and then so. Who, what do you think? Um, I'd like it to be Lacey Evans. I'd like to see her more in, in like matches to see if I think she's ready. Um, I think in the Rumble, <laughs> yeah. she had a great performance. And any new person who can last 30 minutes is obviously well-versed physically. Um, well, any new person can last 30 minutes if they're booked to do so. But I get what you mean. But she... she was there it wasn't like like a natty thing where she wasn't in it and then she was called the iron woman yeah i feel like i saw her a decent amount in that match yeah and she um, started she, off with the promo that was definitely I was just gonna say that high absolutely spot that she lived up to yeah definitely and 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 you know there's room for improvement but she's new that's part of the nxt call-up thing um right so maybe that's why she shouldn't be in a featured mania match especially when there's so much talent right now ideally it would be sonya and asuka for me yeah i think um, Lacey, I wouldn't mind, and Mandy, I wouldn't mind. Um, I mean, Nikki Cross also is not being built up, but I, we know they could have great matches. Yeah, um, man, that's they what had I a stellar last woman standing match. I would not mind that, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, fuck yeah, Oscar versus uh, Nikki Cross. That's, I mean, I it's obviously a sleeper for WrestleMania, but I don't know. That's I keep coming back to Nikki Cross. Like when I'm looking at the SmackDown landscape and matches that I would want to see for Mania, Oscar versus Nikki Cross, maybe you know. With a third in there, if if the situation presented itself, again, Oscar versus Charlotte versus Nikki Cross would have been great, but I think that horse is dead. Uh, not it's not breathing anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's obituary is um, the ink is dry. They didn't have Champa on either show, which I'm not honestly mad about because they don't have the time they don't have the time for the yeah. women's championship they're not gonna have the time for four call-ups yeah they're just not they didn't i don't have, mind they it because i don't want them overexposed all four of those guys on all four of the shows since they debuted like you don't have to have that right definitely um uh, alistair and ricochet defeated rusev and nakamura another match that is just unnecessary is happening for no reason alistair black pins shinsuke nakamura which good for alistair black but sorry but not good for shinsuke like at least build up a singles match between them and have an awesome singles match. Man, yeah. That's just done. That's over with now. Yeah. Just well, throwing out the window. Well, well, that was just a tag match on SmackDown. I mean, it's not going to obviously be a singles match at Mania, but I wouldn't say it's done and over with until Shinsuke probably doesn't resign, and then maybe. 
But I just meant like th- there's always a novelty in like a first time matchup, and for me now that Alistair pinned him, it, I I would love to see it again. I'm not gonna cry if it happens again, but right. for me psychologically, it just isn't as important anymore. Yeah, and it's avoidable when you have. I mean, sorry to Gallows and Anderson or Sanity, but like Sanity, what, I, they're already in, they're already nothing. Yeah, yeah, so they are not, already nothing. And why not? Why not? Um, on Raw, Alistair and uh, Ricochet, if they need to be a team on the main roster against. The Ascension, or yeah. the B team. It just, it just what? Yeah, no, I, I mean, do you think they could be trying to set up um, a mania match there, like, like a multi-team mania match involving all these guys? Um, I mean, you really can't do more than four. Yeah, the tag teams now are like, there's almost too many, but half of them don't matter. Is yeah. the problem? Yeah, man, um, they really, they have so much, like, like. You know, there's uh, DIY versus the Hardys at Mania. What? That would be, I think, pretty cool. It's not going to happen. Well, let me just uh, tell you that um, that's not going to happen. For oh, that's, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then we have our truth. They finally remember that the U.S. title is a thing. Yeah. Um, which fell from, it really was, you had Orton and Styles and Owens and Jericho really building that, that, that title up and having good matches and then um i'm sorry but as soon as it went on shinsuke it's not his fault but as soon as it went on shinsuke um it just it went well no No, i I just it had potential the united states of knock america like that was that had potential it just never really had a chance to thrive no it didn't and we have our truth coming out remembering that the u.s title is a thing he does his bit where he wants to be like john cena has an open challenge i had a feeling andrade was coming out I also had a feeling that Ray was going to come out, um, yeah. and I thought that it was going to lead to a triple threat at Fastlane, where um, anyone uh, but our truth wins. Andrade would win, and that leads to Andrade and Ray at Mania. Oh, then they did. Then they did the triple threat at SmackDown. I'm like, okay, they'll do it. To, I I don't I I can see them doing an our truth title reign just to give him the title. He's been you know funny and doing his part for the past year. I could see them doing a shock thing, putting the title on Andrade, and then you still get to Andrade and Ray at Mania. And they decide to. The only thing is that our least our truth pin Ray, so Andrade does still have a claim to, to a, a title match. Holy shit! I didn't. Even, it's fucking crazy that our truth pin Ray Mysterio. By the way, so I'm not totally out holding hope, and I do still have way too much hope that that's still a match at Mania. Um, oh, Andrade. I don't think it's way too much hope. It it should be a match at Mania for it the should U.S. Be, title. But when I look clearly. at the time on the the card, I mean they did fit the U.S. title on last year's card, so. I guess so. Well, yeah, they crammed four guys into the match when all was said and done. Yeah. Um, Honestly, even Ray, well, no, I guess Ray versus, see, if they hadn't done the match to death on TV, I would be all for it, especially with what we've seen they're capable of. But they have done the match to death on TV, which leads me to possibly suggest Ray versus Andrade versus Mustafa Ali, triple threat for the U.S. title. Any of that is fine. I mean, I, I would like to see a singles match, but I'm, I would not complain. Yeah. If you want to see a singles match, just go back and watch their matches on SmackDown. They were great. Yeah, and I am happy <laughs> that there's been a break in the feud because um, they were starting to get a little repetitive. Yeah. I mean, I never could get tired of watching them, but there's only so many Hurricane Ranas and Canadian Destroyers I could see in a match. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's called overexposure. It's a thing. Plus, yeah, there's only so many different ways they can seek, you know, sequence of events that they can uh, do them in for sure. But that's a testament to how good Andrade and Ray are because that triple threat match was actually like 
a three, three and a quarter, three and a half star match, and it was over in like eight minutes, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. Who with eyes that function needs a testament to how good Andrade and Ray are? I mean, no, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just you know. trying to, you know, elaborate on your point. And then the only other notable thing that happened on SmackDown was uh, a backstage segment with AJ Styles, where I was really hoping that uh, Randy Orton would literally RKO AJ Styles out of the frame, huh. um, <laughs> and we just don't see him anymore. Not permanently, like right? In the segment. right. Although AJ has gotten a little stale for me, but I like how that's kind of where his character is going. For the first time in a while, he has no title, he has no program. Yeah, until now, right? Um, because the Apparently. way they start Randy Orton and AJ Styles, which we knew was coming, uh, Orton had pinned AJ twice, and they didn't make it that big of a deal, really. But they've it's it's been a thing that I'm assuming they're going to eventually talk about. I hope. Yeah, um, I mean, you but the think. only way they started the program was Randy just standing there and. What what did he say? Oh, the house that who built? Oh, yeah. Well, he, AJ Styles said the house that AJ Styles built, and he always says, "I I like this a lot." Or, Orton says, uh, "The house that AJ Styles what?" Right? Because he always says "built" like "bail." You know? Oh, I don't think I realized that's why he said it, but he could have. I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. He's like the house that what? Like because he always says that AJ Styles bail. Which, like, is not a word with the accent. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super upset if this is how it starts because it could be a slow burn if it leads all the way to Mania because it's still going to be a lot of weeks of television because it, it could it could ramp up in intensity. But that this is, like, oh, one of the yeah. last big matches for AJ oh, that I, hasn't been done yet. You're, uh, you're kind of underwhelmed with the way they started? I'm, I'm more like you were with some of the other stuff we talked about. Like, I'm well, okay to wait. wait and see because I, I, I like the idea that there's a... A potential for the intensity to, to kind of grow week by week as, like you said, story happens, things happen between the two of them. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? They'll probably fucking drop the ball. But, like, I'm definitely willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, at least, you know, so far in this case. No, no. I, I, I definitely am, too. I just feel like they have that history where Orton could have at least, like, just something, like, started to drop those seeds that he's had his number. Yeah, yeah, I hope but, he does. But, but wait till they get a little wait. closer to the match. I hope he does, though, for sure. Yeah, um, but I am excited that that's a match in the card. I think it's smart. It's only been done once, and Randy beat him then, too, in yeah. the build-up to his Wyatt match. Yeah. Oh, God, that pissed me off. <laughs> so uh, that's all I have. The Fastlane card looks like it's the women's tag team titles right now. Uh, the SmackDown tag team titles was also nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing oh. at all. Should we? What's going to happen there? Or do you know? I don't really even know. I haven't put that much thought into it. I mean, Shane um, and Miz are going to not win the titles and break up. But as far as like how, I think everyone is thinking that they might swerve us and Shane will turn. But I don't believe it. I think Miz will turn. I mean, I you know, I, I, I you're right. You're you're right. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. But it would be better and cooler if Shane turned, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. Especially like Miz is. I don't know. I don't think they would ever do that because Shane is Shane. Also, Shane's move set like doesn't exist if he's a heel. Overlooking that, Miz just has been a really a good face. I mean, the, you yeah, know, the TV I, I, show doesn't has. hurt and the clips of that. But it's it's he's really found this, like, endearing, relatable kind of, you know, I don't want to say charming, but, like, he has a certain charm to him. I, I feel like it's organic, you know, the support that he's I have to agree, gotten. and you know how sour I was on it. And I'm not I'm not particularly happy that they're a tag team. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, they're, that the title reign was short-lived and that it served to only function for the story. You, yeah, I, I agree. I think it turned out better than I thought. I mean, now we have to wait to see how, how the program pans out, too. 
But um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I I agree, dude. I literally come to think of it, I literally when the heart when Matt Hardy came back and the Hardys are back and I'm like the Hardys are back on SmackDown. I was like, shit, Miz and Shane are gonna win the titles back and fight these guys at fucking Mania. Oh God, no. But Usos Hardys also I don't think has ever been done because they've been on opposite brands. Yeah, that could be. You don't so you don't think because like I haven't ruled that out. I could see. You know, they see Shane as like a high flyer kind of no. match with match with Jeff. I don't. I, I get your point of view, but I could safely I put not my point the of fact view that they're not retaining. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I do mean, that winning match. it. Back. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They absolutely should never beat the Usos. Maybe it's time to let the always die. All right, for wishful booking, I'm Liam McNulty. Me up to eleven on Twitter. My name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You could follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And wishful booking on Facebook and Twitter and Gmail. Please share and subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. So long, guys. Later. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die.